It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And our own personal mailman, because he always delivers, Murray. Hello, Murray. Yo. Right on. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Awesome. Oh, we had a good week last week for film. We uh, we don't have a lot on our agenda for um, films we saw last week because there wasn't a lot out. But uh, we certainly got... Uh, well, you and I saw a couple of good stuff, right? Well, we saw one. <laughs> <laughs> we saw two movies. We that is saw true. one that is good true. movie. That is true. Uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about, which you've been talking about nonstop. I couldn't shut up about it. Like you, literally, it's like I'll pass you on the street and you'll go like, Uncut Gems. I loved Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems. Mondo. Mondo. Safety Brothers. Safety Brothers are the best. Safety Brothers. They can do no wrong. They can do some wrong. They can't do not, any wrong. They can do some I wrong. I have yet to see it. Yeah, true enough. Uh, Excellent so, directors. And they're just getting started. Yeah. yeah five, ten years from now. Yeah. Oh. Well, we got a, we got a double Safety package today. I know. I was actually super stoked about that. I didn't know about that movie. We'll get I to know. that later. Huh, look at that. Jimbo actually knew something you didn't know. Yes, it was bound to happen. <laughs> once once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. So let me tell you what I thought about Uncut Gems. Yes, go ahead. Uh, so first off, I'm going to just give it a rating. It's definitely a Mondo. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you think? No, no kidding. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say... I mean, obviously, it was your number one film for last year. So number it's one with for, you, for you, it's like super duper Mondo-rific, but... For me, it was a Mondo, and uh, one of the things I can say about, in my opinion, about this film and the Safties in general is character development, like Uh, with a bullet. Yep. They do it, and And, they do it well. And you know me, like, I'm hardcore on character development. That's that's your thing. That's my thing. It's like, so the Safties should be like my number one guy. The the one negative thing I'm going to talk about this, because you and I had talked about this after I had saw it with you, and uh, the the reason that um, uh, I'm going to give them one little sort of negative point, as much as Adam Sandler's character, it's like the guy who can't win. Yeah. It had the perfect ending. That yep. movie had the perfect ending. It sure did. Um, and But see, I never liked him through the whole movie. Like you, you had you I softened actually, to him a I bit. I did soften to and, him, and and like at about midway through the movie, and I see Murray smiling because Murray hates Adam Sandler. So I do. it's like he probably was thinking the same thing as me. Is about midway through, I'm like, can someone fucking blow this guy's brains out? It's <laughs> literally what the first thing. That went see, my I would have gone to see that movie. Yeah, well, so you should actually go see this movie, Murray. No, I mean, someone actually blowing his brains out on. on yeah, that like, would have been. You you may you may really enjoy this movie. I don't know. You, you may. I don't want to give too much away, but so so that was the thing for me. Like, did they develop his character beyond a word of a doubt? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie. And you and I talked after that. Did you actually end up seeing The Good Mother? No. Okay. Well, you, that's one you've got to see, and we can talk about that in future podcasts. But yeah. You know, these movies where they develop a character that's so rich and full, like Elle was a few years ago. Yeah, with our film. With our buddy, our creepy little buddy from, from Europe, <laughs> Mr. Verhoeven, uh, who, who just spins a yarn with a character like nobody. These guys, I think, nail it. And we'll talk a little bit later, obviously, about the other film we're going to talk about of theirs, which we, is, is from our streaming. But yeah, number one, Mondo. And it's a total Mondo Super for me. Super Mondo. And, you know, I've, I've said a lot about this film already. There's not really anything to add. There's actually one... I have one negative thing about the film, and it's dumb. But there's one time uh, where he's asking his wife to change it to ESPN. The game was on TNT. Yeah, what's up with that? I know. That kind of took me out of it for about Continuity a half a second. It all. Shoot. How'd you notice that the first time you saw it? It might not have been your top ten. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, and I didn't. I actually noticed it this time around. I was like, why is he wanted to, her to change it to ESPN? It's TNT. But other than that, I uh, thought it was a perfect movie. That could have. <laughs> so it was a it was a hundred out of a hundred, but then it now dropped it's to only ninety nine point nine nine nine. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the other great movie, or I should say great accomplishment great that we movie. made through, which actually we had talked about uh, whether or not we should even see this. We did talk about that. Yeah. It's another, you know, remake of a remake of a remake yeah. of and, a remake. And I thought... Of a remake. If you, rem- <laughs> if you remember, I thought that Robert Downey could do something with this movie. Remember when I said that? I do remember when you said that. To which I was like, all right, uh, well, let's go see it. Let's see if he can do it. And, uh, yeah. And the verdict is? The verdict is, after 10 minutes, I was like, I probably laughed for about five of the 10 minutes. It was was funny. It was freaking hilarious, the first five, 10 minutes. And then it- first 10 minutes. And then it got, the jokes got old The jokes got old. There was no story to speak of. A lot of random scenes that really didn't move the story at all. They were just there because I guess someone thought they were funny and they weren't. Yeah. I got the opinion. You know what I got the opinion of? I think this got killed in editing. Possibly. That's what I think. I think this movie was probably another half an hour longer. And there was connecting bits. Yeah, there seemed to be stuff missing. Yeah. It's like the bad guy. Like the bad guy who's... Uh, God, he's so good. He he was in. Um, he's been in a bunch of great things. The guy that was the. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, are you talking about Michael Sheen? Yeah. Is that who the bad guy was? Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, he was in the, the it, vampire movies. Um, the hell are they called? Vampire Kate, movies. Kate. Kate. Uh, what's her name? This uh, British one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beckinsale. Yeah, 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 yeah. those ones. Yeah, he's, he's Underworld. Gonna, he, That's it. Underworld. Yeah, he's also in. Um, he was a, a bit part on Thirty Rock, which I loved him because he was. Oh, was he? <laughs> also in Dan. I hear that's on television. I didn't yeah, that's that. a that's a television thing. Oh, but hey, he, he's he's been around. Yeah, anyway, there's a there's a part where they're just like, yeah, we want to send Doolittle off to save the queen, and then so he goes to save the queen, and then as soon as he leaves, the other the other guy, the other bad guy's like, um. You should probably go get him and stop him from doing that. And then he just leaves and is just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like, I don't know, there's just too many problems. It's, it's kind of weird because you're like, you know what? I think there was like a two hour script that they've condensed into 90 minutes. And I kind of thought, well, they had a 20 minute script that they extended into an hour and a half. So we have differing, <laughs> differing opinions on how that went down. Well, but there's just pieces that are kind of missing. There so, are. So. May, now that you've said that, I'm like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it maybe probably that's wasn't. What it was. maybe I mean, the, it, maybe they had a two and a half hour epic that they just said, "Well, this is for kids. Let's get it down to 90 minutes, or they're going to be <laughs> jumping all over the place." And yeah, I mean, the 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 animal characters. There were some good bits of the animal oh, characters. Oh, there are great bits. Yeah, like piece of celery, <laughs> piece of celery, <laughs> piece of, the piece of leek, yeah. uh, and the um, ostrich. Great uh, character. Yeah. No, the animals were, were good. I yeah. was actually I I was surprised at how entertaining. Like for those first ten minutes, I'm like, all right, this is I, gonna be okay. I was they having, can, if they can make me laugh a little bit the rest of the way, we're we're good. And then they didn't. Yeah. So, uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking rage. rage. <laughs> you guys are raging about that, are you? We're raging, raging about it. It's rage Who for sure. Thought? Yes, indeed. Now, this one we're not going to talk much because we didn't actually see it. No, um, I don't know why we're talking about it again. Well, I thought, because, I think, in because fact, someone came up to me today that listened to our podcast and mentioned this movie because we kind of raged about it already. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason that we're raging about it again it wasn't okay. one movie. is because, it, A, thanks, Murr, it was the number one movie at the box office. And number two, on IMDb, this got scored like higher than a bunch of other great movies that <laughs> you're kidding me. no i'm not kidding like i think uh, i'm just trying to pull my my seven. walking around it, device it, here it couldn't have got more than like a 5.5 5 no, or I think something you said it was like a seven. Oh yeah no oh, it's, it's like, not it's a like seven it's like oh, 7.4 buddy it's like 7.4 7. 4, what yeah. yep i'm gonna tell you right now it is uh what the hell is the crappy movie called bad boys for life Boys for Life. Yeah, I I checked it beforehand. Starring Will Smith. 
And that other guy. And Martin Lawrence. And that, and that other, other bad actor. <laughs> yeah, okay, so uh, here I am on IMDb right now. 7.4 rating. Well, maybe third time's a charm. No, it's not. No, and we're never really going to see it. No. I'm going to strike it no. from my memory that we it have, ever existed. We have said it, and uh, we will be sticking to that. Yeah. That's right. Nobody in this room will be seeing Bad Boys for Life ever. 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 That is correct. Ever. Ever. So it just had to be said that, you know, as much as we hated it, I think the, the audience that did want to go see this... Well, they saw it. The general public they, they, liked they it. They apparently which, liked it. There you yeah. go. Whatever. It happens. Yeah. All right. And what is coming up next? We're Ooh. talking about what's coming out next week. All right. Well... well it was, one of them was on your... Um, top five. Top top. Top five movies five. I was looking to forward see. to yeah, this yeah. year. That would be The Gentleman. Um, just like I said before, this is this is Richie's redemption movie for me. I'm hoping, Guy Richie, twenty years of crap. It's time to uh, <laughs> not up, it buddy. Up. <laughs> twenty years. It really crap. has been. It's been so bad. How can you start your career with Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Follow that up with Snatch. Two of my favorite movies from those two years. Yeah. And then And Snatch 20? had a lot of walking around, actually. It did indeed. I actually didn't think of that. <laughs> there was a lot of walking in that movie. But uh, yeah. Did you know did you know that he actually directed Aladdin? What? Guy Ritchie? Guy like Ritchie. the live action the Aladdin? live action one. Really? Supposedly it's it's on IMDb, so it could be a lie. I wasn't aware of that. I wouldn't need that. Well, you do strange things for money, I guess. Although, you know, he also did do, which I didn't hate, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I hated again, Sherlock Rob, Holmes. Again, Robert Down, Downey. Yeah, no, yeah he, I didn't hate it. Oh, they were awful. Well, I like Jude Law. So they were just dumb. He might have been the only good thing about the movie because, yeah, Robert Downey is not Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's just, I just, yeah. Anyway. I yeah, but. I did not like those movies at Other all. than that, which, oh, wait a minute. He did Rock and Rolla. Not too bad. It wasn't awful. Yeah, there you go. But there was there was there's a lot was, of stuff. There was one that wasn't awful in twenty yeah, years. There's there's other than that, there's... and it wasn't it wasn't a mondo. It was a meh. Yeah, yeah. agreed. It's so, true. But, uh, apparently, but as I say, it's strange that for you know the the trailer's done its job because I am super looking forward to it. It's it, I'm hoping that it's going to be a mondo. I think it's going to be a mondo. It's up to Guy Ritchie now. Well, he's got to pull up his socks. But you know, you know who I'm most excited about in this movie that I haven't been excited about in a movie for a long time is Huge Grant. Huge the Grant. I, I thought he retired. I've never waned on Hugh. I know you have, and I'm not sure He made why. a bunch of shit, buddy. Like eh. he made a bunch of love stories that were just painful. I he, he I'm an emotional acting. guy. Ugh, you're emotionally drained after watching one of those huge, huge Grant movies. I am, but and thankfully this, so. This movie looks like he's got chops in it. Like, yeah, no, like he's it, playing it, and he's playing a character, which yeah, he's not doing his same old, same old. His which he, stuttering, his, annoying yeah, his, self, his romantic world. comedy, yeah, stuttering, yeah, shy but kind of yeah. What was that one he did? Was it? Um, he did the one with something uh, about a boy, right? Yeah, about, that was a great. About a boy. That, that was, was a, a great. That was, that was a great. Yeah. That was a mondo. That was a great movie. Yes. That was a great movie. But I mean, he's done a bunch of crap for. A, he's okay. him and Guy Ritchie. Maybe this is their both their redemption. Well, redemption for Guy Ritchie, but I'm still okay with you. <laughs> Hugh's okay in my books. Well, this this may be a redemption for me for him. So, yeah, that's what but, I say. let's hope let's hope everybody redeems themselves. <laughs> Because I really am looking forward to this. Open for yeah. the best. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it, too. Right on. Uh, the Turning. The Turning, yeah. Creepy Kids and Scary Mansion. <laughs> Got a winner-winner chicken dinner. Stop there you go. Love. Right? It's like, <laughs> and uh, that kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah. He's, like or is it? Isn't he both in Stranger Things and in It? Or is he just Yeah, I it? think somebody... Yeah, he's yeah. In, he was in it. Which this kid's gonna be great. Yeah, he's he's off to a good start. He's There's got no that moody little he's annoying. Got, he's got some dude. He has a good agent anyway. Yeah, yeah well, he's picking no. he's picking great stuff. Yeah, no, they're, they're, he is picking great stuff. 
So let's, he, let's hope he did again. He might. If this if this turns out good, he may end up being on our Undoubted. Yeah, he's got a wa- he's got a ways to go. No, uh, he's got a Stranger Things doesn't count because it's not a movie. Yes. Well, yeah, it's true. He was in, he's been in some pretty good movies though. All right. Hmm. Anyway, but has he been in eight? Remember, it's eight. Uh, yeah, no, he hasn't been in eight. Oh, well, there you go. He's on a roll. Don't forget the rules. He's on Jim. a roll. He's on a roll. Rules are made uh, for, don't a, remind for a reason. Me. Don't remind me of the rules. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be heartbroken. They are a little convoluted, but they're the rules nevertheless. They're what we agreed on. <sighs> yeah, true that. Well, we have a new update to the rules coming coming forward here, which makes which makes little, me happy. Poor little Jimbo cry, yeah, but well, that's my opinion. That's, that's the way it goes sometimes. All right, what else we got? Uh, we have, what the hell is that called? The Full Measure, which, I don't know. It's uh, sort of a war movie, so I'm not super stoked, but it's mostly flashbacks and stuff. So Yeah, and it's Vietnam War. Like, I don't yeah. know, Vietnam War, It to me, it's kind of like, uh, it had its day. Like, the Vietnam War was the 80s, you know? Like, so many great... Great Vietnam War movies in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, none of them were great. To what me. the Deer Hunter was brilliant. Deer Hunter was good. It was brilliant. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, keep going higher. Yeah, I, I didn't probably hate it. Christopher Walken's best role of all time. Christopher Walken was very good in it. Yeah, and the movie was very dreading. So you of all people should love the yeah, whole. Maybe I need to watch it. Blanket again. of I've dread. I've seen it like three times though. It was, well, I guess the fact that I've watched it three times might say something. So, yeah, about it. you wouldn't watch something that wasn't that dreadful. Actually, Apocalypse Now also good. Like, yeah, there's Casualties of War. Casualties of War was oh man, yeah, actually that was pretty. Michael good. J. Fox, that's right? That, that's that that's, is on my undoubted list. That's of all time. That's probably one of the most disturbing war movies I've ever seen. Is Casualties right of War? Sean Penn, Michael J. Fox. <sighs> like, I I didn't I I'm not as big a fan of Michael J. as Merman is, yeah. but um. I've always kind of liked him in those fun, friendly roles. For him to do something like Stuart no, Little and serious. then make Casualties of War, which like well, I, I think that was like that was what that was by design, obviously. Was intention. Oh, yeah, totally. So yeah. who? I mean, yeah. So I don't know. It it's got it again. It's another one of these war ep- epics that is based on a true story, and it's like yeah. It's well, gonna, that, that's what this. Uh, I can't even remember the director's name. But, uh, its name is Todd Robinson. That's basically what he does. He makes war movies. Um, he did that. Uh, the only one I've seen, other than uh, this, is actually the only. Sorry, the only one I've seen is 2013's Phantom, which was like Ed Harris in a submarine. I think he was uh, <laughs> Russian or something. It was. It was okay. Yeah, I'm actually it, not. It was. It was meh. I'm kind yeah. of expecting this to be meh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna rush out and see that this weekend. Yeah, stellar cast though. I mean, Jesus, it's a stellar cast. Look at it. Sam Jackson and Christopher Plummer and Ed Harris and William Hurt, Diane Ladd, Peter Bradley Fonda. Whitford. Peter yeah, Fonda's Bradley Whitford. Bradley a, Whitford, yeah. Yeah. William Hurt, yeah. Yes. Um, so cast is It's awesome, good. I just, but, I just don't like the American flag being rammed up my ass. And like that's, it's just, that's basically what you're going to get with this, I'm afraid. <sighs> but it was made Sorry. for American They better audiences. wear a condom. That's all I can tell yeah. you. Yeah, well, I don't want to catch anything. Certainly nothing from American War from What was that one that came out a couple of years ago with the train? It was like, it was like this move. Like I never did see it, but it was like a commercial that these Americans were on this train in France or something, and something goes wrong. Oh, and you, you, you know, it's the, the, the three three. The, so got a number. Yeah, what, what <laughs> it is was it? Directed by Clint right. Eastwood. Yeah, so you oh, probably yeah, yeah, did. Okay. He really direct that? Yeah, yeah look it up. No way. Just you won't. You must have Eastwood, seen it. And it is called. Oh. You must have seen it. Yeah, I did see it. And it was it was not great. Exactly. It's because. <laughs> the fifteen seventeen to Paris. Fifteen seventeen to Paris came out in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I had. I guess that's the kind it, of movie. It that, didn't make me rage, but it was no. Alone, the, well, man. the the idea of like it's just. Well, it was such a big deal because I guess they cast like people that were actually yeah, on the train on the train and stuff, like, which is kind of cool. But but yeah, I, it wasn't great. It was like letters to Iwo Jima, but like yes. off of a train. Which they made twice. Yeah. All right. yeah, it's like we didn't get enough of this crappy movie. We're gonna do it in two ways. 
so what? Uh, what's uh, streaming this? Week? Well, what are we going to see this? What are we going to see this weekend? We're going to see the gentleman, and we're going to see the turning. Yeah, we're seeing them both. Yeah, we're going to see them both. Done and done. It's decided. Thou shalt see them both. That's correct. All right. All well, right. we're now my my. Uh, <laughs> this is my new favorite music that this we play. Music, this music's this, awesome. Which is funny because how is this not streaming? This is streaming. Like this sounds like a great '70s porn. <laughs> and like, if you're gonna talk streaming, I mean, we're obviously not gonna start reviewing porn. <laughs> <laughs> films yet. on our podcast. Not, not yet, but, but stay tuned. But I mean, with the music, it's kind of like it's there in presence, not in, in in reality. There you go. So you you saw something that I hadn't, but uh, our good friend Lemonface is in this. Yes, <laughs> Lemonface is in it. And uh, yeah, that for for those of you that don't know who Lemonface is, you'll you'll know very quickly and go, oh yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, that would be uh, Renee Zellweger and Judy. Yeah, so, and this played Sif, right? Uh, it no? did. Yeah, it did. I didn't. I didn't catch played it Tiff there. I, I did have to uh, stream it, but uh, she was. Um, she was quite good in it. Lemony fresh. She was lemony fresh. Um, you know, <laughs> she pretty much carried the movie. Uh, well, it was said, called Judy, wasn't it? It was called Judy, <laughs> was and called she Judy. paid Judy. She played Judy Garland in it, so. Uh, movie was okay though. Uh, her performance was great. The movie was just okay. It was a typical biopic. There wasn't anything really there. I wasn't. Yeah, what's like? It's almost like every other like when um, crap. What's his face? Did uh, Freddie Mercury? Uh, Rami Malek. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I thought that was probably the start of a really good wave of biopics. I really liked that movie. I thought he was great in it. I, he was great in it, but I had problems with the movie because I know too much about Queen and the, yeah, well, the, the, was, yeah. the timeline was ridiculous. The timeline, but, yeah. but I mean, okay, so I agree. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? If, if you're the a Queen whole fan, tying right? AIDS into him having yeah, AIDS, yeah, tying yeah, it into blah, Live blah, Aid was it, ridiculous. But Live Aid performance... If you watch that, oh yeah, shot frame for oh, frame, was awesome. It was he did an incredible job. There's no question he it, did an incredible his, job. His, Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I just, I just would have enjoyed it more had they not felt the need that they had to do it this way to make it so much more dramatic. Just tell the story. The guy's got a good story. You don't yeah, need to sit there yeah. and manufacture. I agree. Crap. Well, and then Whatever. and then we go to our the the other one that was its competition. I guess was. Uh, was our friend um, Elton John? Which oh, well, it came out out. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it was almost unwatchable. It was a, it was for me. a carbon copy. That was awful. Yeah, yeah. But, I was just like, uh, yeah. but yeah. So you're saying, Judy, would you give it? Uh, it's a man. It, huh, it really okay. is. I, I honestly, I loved her, but it's it wasn't enough to to give it like a mondo. It was it was just man. I did, did thought her, I thought she was great. Did her puckering lips annoy you at all through the show? No, it actually it actually suited the role. But yeah, no, it was kind of it was kind of uh, weird because she had that co- constant uh, that constant lemon face, just like she always has, <laughs> puckering away. Which I think might be the. It seems like that might be the the uh, end result of a lot of surgery. Yeah, it yeah, could yeah. be or bad surgery that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she, honestly, she was really, really, really good in it. The movie just didn't hold up. She, yeah. She did her best. Mm-hmm. Her best was really good. Yeah. The movie didn't it hold was, up. It was meh. It was meh. Uh, okay. So we talked about seeing this together, but I went away when it was playing locally. Yeah. yeah. And then I didn't make it. And, and then, then Murray then forgot I, about it. And then I Murray got, forgot about it. Sure, uh, I'm pretty sure I was working it. So I was really super pumped to hear that Shudder, my, my, which I've been trying to convince you to get for five bucks yeah, a month. Yeah, it's coming. Put out Tammy and the T-Rex. So I got to stream that. And how was it? Because I, I didn't end up seeing it. It was craptastic. <laughs> it was crap. It was everything I was expecting it to be. It just, the acting was completely brutal. Well, it's got pretty boy Paul Walker in Paul, it. So it's going to be brutal. It was, it's just what uh, he does. Especially, he got better like ish, 10 years into his career. Ish. And he was still awful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. But at the beginning of his career, I mean, this kid—he only got a career period because he was a pretty boy. There was. Yeah, he—he he, he shouldn't. He is, have, he's awful. Nobody should have really been in this movie. It was so it's, bad. It's laughable. But it was though. so bad. It was funny. And the and the gore part, like they were selling you on this. It's the director's uncut gore cut. Right. And there's getting, maybe yeah. like five scenes where there's some gore with the right. <laughs> with the T Rex that's actually you know. 
right on. doing stuff, but, but overall, it was probably the best love story I've saw of this last year for oh, sure. Excellent. <laughs> How so, she fell so in I love should have her. a box of Kleenex with me when I watch it. You might want to. I, I might well, be weeping. There was actually two reasons probably why you want a box guy. of Kleenex. I know actually. the one reason. So, there's, so there's a there's a couple of scenes in there where, where our friend uh, gets a little jiggy with it. I see. And uh, and then also the the very closing scene of the movie, which which in fact I might suggest you actually watch that first just, just and then the go end. back skip there to the go. end watch the last three minutes right use your half a box kleenex and then go back to the beginning i'm gonna need half a box <laughs> maybe all right <laughs> and then go back to the beginning and then watch it again and use the other half of the kleenex box for something else so all right yeah Anyway, it's worth a shot if you want a good laugh. Probably better to see with a group of people because then yeah, you can easily I, I make it. I would think you'd have like that's why I kind of I was hoping that we were going to see it in the theater with a group of people because yeah. I would imagine that it'd probably be a fun movie to watch with. Oh yeah, but, it could be a drinking game movie you know, for sure. Sit, like sitting at home by yourself on the couch in the dark watching it is probably not the way you want to. No, but. Yeah, I got appreciation for it. Yeah, fair enough. So, the Safety Boys. Yes, I was. You know what? I wasn't aware that this movie existed. You can you, thank you me told, now. I you am, can thank I, me. I, I thank you, because it was great. Um, go figure. The Safety Brothers made a really good documentary. <laughs> How'd that happen? Uh, okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. So. Back when we talked earlier about the Safdie's Uncut Gems and yes. my comment specifically around these guys know how to direct, like create a character. Mm-hmm. They created Lenny Cook. Now, I didn't love the doc as much as you did. I actually but, really liked it. But I, I well, it's because you're you're kind of warped on the Safdie's. I am not warped. You're I warped. am looking at it with an objective you're, eye. You're warped on it. But Whatever. what I will tell you is that I, I did, it's still a Mondo for me. Yep. But what I what I want to say is that I don't know anybody it, that I can think from a director standpoint that can develop a character. And the, the way they did with this, like the biggest problem I had with this is that it there was a some of the direction through the evolution of this person was a bit choppy for me. Um, but I think they still brought apart who he was as a person. Oh, they absolutely did, and it and I. I Here's, here's the other thing. Wasn't it nice to watch a documentary that was actually a documentary, not them trying to cram a, an opinion down your throat? Yeah. I think they did a good job you know, of just that, stepping back. They nailed it. They yeah. absolutely nailed it. They, they showed him. They showed they interviewed a bunch of different sides. We saw from, you know, from the coach's point of view. We saw from the caretaker's point of view. We saw from, yep. like, we saw everybody. What everybody thought of him. And in contrast to that, so other ones where they had, oh, interesting comparison because the Lucio Fulci movie, right. which could have literally been the same movie, but you know, with different people. One's uh, a famous uh, director. Okay. The other one is a has been basketball a player. They had a different vision for that one. But it, it was a terrible vision. Anyway, like there's a perfectly good contrast. You got out of this movie that Lenny Cook, who he is and what he is. And yeah. I really want to go, uh, I think, where's he in Michigan? Is he in Michigan? Oh no, he was New York. He was in New York initially. Oh, and then he kind of moved out to the suburbs, like Philadelphia, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, So I really want to go there and order a burger from him. Right. (laughs) Well, that was the whole thing. I mean, man, it was you know how the how the mighty have fallen. You go from being like the you know number one prospect. Yeah. For in the high, you know, coming out of high school and wow. Wow, yeah, wow, wow. How, f- how far and they the, and fall. The cho- and the choices we make. I mean, yeah, how just, they just study up, man. Go to college and who knows what could have happened just instead of it. taking the easy money. Yeah. It's easy ways, usually not the good way. It isn't. So, yeah. Lenny Cook, Mondo for me. Obviously, Mondo for Cautionary you. tale, big time Mondo. Yep. Uh, and that's Lenny Cook, and it's streaming on Apple for a ninety-nine cents. So well, Argoon. Worth, well that's worth the ninety-nine cents. It's a right, deal and a half. A deal and a half. So uh, I finally got to see Parasite. About frickin' time. I know. Well, I just kept missing it at the theaters, and I couldn't convince my fantastic wife to go see it with me. She's like, Nah, I don't want to see that. It doesn't seem too interesting for me. So good. Now, did this make your top ten? Yep. Okay. It was number five. With a bullet. Okay. It made everybody's top ten. It didn't make my top ten. Oh, but yeah, well. it was last but year. no, 
and the reason the reason it didn't uh, yeah give me the reason because i am puzzled right now i am you're puzzled very much so that that is a bit of a puzzled look you have on your face um there's that's it uh you know the reason i didn't put it in my top 10 now that i've seen it is that it didn't have as big an effect on me as I thought it was going to be. You and I talked about this, that the previews and the the build up for this movie in my was mind over-hyped. was was it a case that it was too hyped? It and maybe over-hyped. if you didn't have all that hype, you might have been able to. Or exactly. is it just, or is it tough to separate those? I can't separate it in my mind because, like you, like you, you and me both, we both love Korean films. Absolutely, they have just a great spin on oh. society and and Korean films are the best. Super best. Um, so don't get me wrong. This is a Mondo film for sure. It yeah, no, just did, absolutely. It just didn't make my top 10 because I kept... They, they'd they sold it to me like, the things that are going to happen in this house are going to blow your mind. I was like, meh. It just seemed like the people under the stairs. I'm not sure I'm making the Korean style. It's like a Korean style of people under the stairs. Not seeing it, but uh, okay. Okay, literally, they were under the stairs. Well, okay. <laughs> You've got that going for you. Wes Craven, Wes Craven's rolling over in his grave. Wes, like, you guys stole my ideas. Totally stole it. <laughs> but I'm, That's my movie. But you know what, what's interesting? The director of this. Bong yep. um, Joon-ho. Yeah. Sure. He's, he's more known for um, doing animation. I didn't even know. Does he do a lot of animation? Yeah, man. Like he's this, done a lot of live action movies. I know he's directed a, just a crap ton of movies. Yeah, well, not as many as you would think. So, um, what? But he's done. But hold on, I'll just pull this up on IMDb. I've seen at least like seven, eight, nine, ten of them, and I haven't. I'm sure I've missed some. Well, you know what? I'm mixing him up with another director. I that think I saw he might be because I think he's done like fifty movies or something ridiculous. Yeah, I'm mixing him up. You're yeah. right. But every Ooh, movie I'm that right. Oh, that's. That's not always well. He did make Snowpiercer though. That was shocking. That I'm that was right. a terrible movie. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer was great. Awesome. What are you ta- terrible. talking about? What are you talking about? That's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was awesome. A train, a, tra- exactly. a train that goes around and can't. The people are. Uh. To be honest, that's the movie that turned me on Chris Evans. I, I didn't really like Chris uh. Evans at all, but that movie. I'm like, okay. See, and he I, did. I like he that did movie. the host, which I also I loved. The host was awesome. Yeah, and did not love. And it. he did. Unless, um, unless you're o- dumb. O- Okja, o- o- Okja, which was awesome. Yeah, that was a great movie. Okay, that was great. Okay. But Snowpiercer was terrible. Nah. I'm sorry. Like, for for the movie that is an end I of the world. Once again, Jim, you know not of what you speak. I know everything I if I speak. I want to have people also talk about how bad Snowpiercer was in their mind. It it's was not going like, to happen. It's. No. It's like the road warrior on a train, which goes around, and there was just so many. You're holes making it the, sound so awesome. It yeah, exactly. no, it's so not. good. It's last, not. Last uh, Mad Max, it was it was Fury Road. It was all rage all the time. There you go. Ugh, like two hours. No, that was. Well, he's gonna take eight more films before he's gonna make. Eight <laughs> more films. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am giving that one a hard rage. Uh. uh Troop Zero on ah, Amazon. What a pleasant surprise Troop Zero was. Yes. It was also I, a festival movie. Yes, was it, it was. Yes, it it was. was actually a last-minute entrant. They were yeah, uh, they kind of squeezed it in at the end because it was getting some buzz. So they yeah. uh, they do that every year. There's That's two or three films it. that they just kind of throw in at yeah. the end. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, super pleasant surprise. The, the characters were great. Uh, I, I found, that as, a, as the story went on, I found myself caring about them a little more, a little more. Yeah. And by the time I was invested in these guys... Were you bawling your eyes out like I was in the last five minutes? I did not cry, but I had to swallow hard a little bit to choke back the tears. Come on, you must have... You must have cried when she nope. peed on stage. Nope, but that was awesome. Come on, man. I, I couldn't believe that. How could you not cry at that part? I, You're soulless, right? I must be, but. Ginger in you. There is no ginger in me. I don't know why we keep on bringing this up. It's because your soul is just like most gingers. Like most gingers. <laughs> Sorry, at, too much South Park in At any rate. <laughs> so, uh, you know who, who, like, I love. Okay. When we talked, we didn't re, we didn't put this down on our podcast, but we talked back a while ago about certain character actors, um, uh, not necessarily character actors, but just 
Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Yep. Was one, and who was the other one that we talked about? The same. Uh, In the same. Gary game. Oldman. Gary Oldman would be and, one. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Jeffrey Jer- Jeffrey Rush. Oh yes, Jeffrey yeah. Rush. Okay, so when you when I tried to come up with uh, a female that has the same character presence that these guys have. That, you know, they they stand above everybody else when they're on, oh, uh, also Michael Keaton. When they're on screen, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Um, when they're on screen, you can't look anywhere but at them. And for me, Viola Davis fits that role. I was hoping you are going to say Viola Davis because I completely agree with that. Yeah. She, she is mesmerizing. I can't take my eyes off her. Yeah. And she is the most... Okay, so we're both in agreement there. Like we've got uh, Viola Davis with a bullet. I don't know another female actor and I, I hope people listening to the podcast let us know who you think as a standout when they're on screen. I mean, there's a lot of great actors and actresses that we follow. But that just basically, like, you can't compare Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oldman and um, maybe we won't throw uh, Michael Keaton in there. But I, I wouldn't. Yeah, okay. So we'll take him out of that I'll, list. I'll leave Jeffrey Rush in yeah, there, Yeah, but though. Jeffrey Rush for sure, man. Like, Absolutely. those, those three, three, three with a bullet. Funny how they're all British. Aren't What's they? that about? I believe, yeah. Yeah. No, and, it's, not, it's not a coincidence. Uh, and, Vi- and Viola Davis is... Like for now, she's she's on that list. Yeah, you know what? I can't argue with that. Viola Davis is she when you when she's on the screen, I am completely mesmerized. Uh, we might have to do start talking about uh, some undoubteds for that whole list of people we just made off. Yeah, we gotta we gotta review that list again and tighten this thing up because I'm not even sure who's on it anymore. Well, <laughs> we got, we're gonna be talking a little bit about in a little bit here. We but, should um, we should probably put that on our website at some point. Our, actually, put our undoubted list. In. It's on there, buddy. You should read our. Website. Oh, I should I should maybe go to our. website. <laughs> we should probably go to our website and check it out. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> what do you know? It also has the rules associated with it. Well, I knew that. I looked at that, but uh, our, our <laughs> undoubted list is there. Yeah, and the rules are going to change here very shortly. So, yeah. right, uh, cool. okay, so we got Viola Davis, Jeffrey Rush, Gary Oldman, and who are we missing? Oh, Daniel, um, Day, Daniel Lewis. Day Lewis. Yeah. Who is? Wow. Yeah. So, like. So very very. I think good. with I think. I think Daniel Day-Lewis is going to nail it with a bullet. Yeah. Uh, Viola Davis might nail it with a bullet. Gary Oldman's made a bunch of shit. <laughs> and Jeffrey Rush has also made a, bu- a few a few yeah, little shit. So I'm not sure they're going to be undone. They're naming it, but I think Viola Boy, Davis and, and Daniel Day- has been in a few, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been in a bunch. He does too much. He does. does too I much just acting. saw something that was not good. Yeah, recently. exactly. He's not going to make Undoubted. But but as a as an actor, oh, you can't. He, no. he is He's brilliant. He's the man. All right. Well, here's um here's one that uh, uh, I saw. It was on Netflix. So so wait, uh, Troop Zero uh, was a Mondo for me. Mondo. Yeah. Um, Fire in Paradise is a doc I saw on Netflix. Did you get a chance to see it? Nah, I watched the trailer and then. Eh. Yeah, it's it. I was glued to the set with this. This doc, like, for those of us who live in Alberta, Canada. I would. Um, I would imagine it would hit home. Yeah, like so we, we, with Fort McMurray that happened yep. in here a few years ago, uh, and you see some of the footage on there. This movie, Fire in Paradise, it's traumatizing. Like the, it's it's one of the biggest disasters in um, in U.S. history when it comes to fire. These people were trapped in this little town called Paradise uh, by this fire, and th- some of the footage that they carried out with them and to put in this film, it was mind-blowingly scary. Yeah. Like, uh, I love this doc. Uh, it's, it's a mondo for me, and it's not a very long one. It's only about an hour. So yeah, you're saying it was only about an hour. Okay. It's worth I'll, it to see. I will check it out. And this is our last from our streaming, and this was one that, um, that uh, I begged you to watch. Yeah, really? so... Uh, <laughs> So just don't interrupt me for just a second here. Uh, a Fall from Grace. So Jim let me know that he was streaming this movie, and I use that term loosely. I don't know how much of a movie it was. And I say, okay, I'll watch it. 
So I know nothing about wait, it. Wait, wait. You, you can't go to there first because I started watching and I said, okay, I'm going to stream this so we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And then no, about, I'm, I'm getting to it. So about like, 15 minutes I'm get, in. I'm getting to it. Okay. So the first thing I see is a, it's a Tyler Perry film, so I'm ready to shut it off immediately. Okay. But I keep on watching. Uh, it, it then has this scene before the opening credits, uh, to put it mildly, was poorly shot. It was just, <laughs> no, 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 you're no, not no. getting to the point I'm before you it. watch it. Just, just, just wait, wait, wait. Then the opening credits start, and the second person's name that came on the credits was Felicia Rashad. <laughs> so I, I just shut it off. I actually just shut, I just shut it off at this point. But then I receive an email later that day, and it's Jim urging me to watch this as he thinks it would be a good discussion for the podcast. So I don't know about that. But it did provide me with my rage this week. Wait, but that wasn't that wasn't. I'm just hang on. Okay. So I started watching it, and three hours into it, I decided to see how much time was left to my surprise. Three you know, hours. I don't, three hours into it, to my surprise, three hours hadn't passed. Only an hour had passed, and I've got one more hour of this crap to go. So. I guess time really is relative. It is pretty relative. Yeah, but so, but so you... th thanks, Jim. Before I start raging, did you think what did you think of that dumpster fire of a movie, my friend? <laughs> so, so what you're missing to convey uh, okay. is that is that I'm what I started I told us originally we should probably stream some of this stuff so that we can know when a new when something new comes out on either Prime or Netflix or Shutter, uh -huh. we gotta start streaming it so that we can basically talk about what's coming out new on the streaming. Yes. Uh but so I when I first sent that I was saying we gotta see this and we gotta see uh Troop Zero. Troop Zero. So okay, okay, let's start. Wow. So I saw Troop Zero. Yeah, but before that even, so I'm watching it, and then about 15 minutes into it, I sent you a, a first message that says, oh my God, don't, don't watch this. Don't watch I'm taking this. this. I'm taking yeah. a bullet for the team. Yes, you did. And then when I got to, I don't know, it was probably near the it end, was, right? It was, no, it was actually only a little over an hour in. Well, the movie was only an hour and a bit, but yeah, then no, I'm like, it was two hours. Oh, okay. It so, seemed like six. So when I got to the one scene where she bashes his head in with the yes, baseball bat, which apparently was what I was watching the whole movie for. <laughs> so I could see her swing a baseball was, bat a few times it, and see some guy's hand. It face was look like hamburger. It was entrapment actually. Because yes. <laughs> to which I'm going, this is why I'm watching this movie. Okay. I'm, I'm looking for what it must be. And I'm like, no, that was it. That was why I watched this entire movie. Okay. So what I want to say is the feeling that you had. Yes. In watching this Tyler Perry movie <laughs> is the way that I felt watching Midsommar. Whatever. And the only good part that happened in Midsommar was the cliff dive. At least scenes. it had a good part. Yeah. Well, I thought him, him beating him to beating him to which I thought was to death with a baseball bat. Yeah, don't worry about spoilers. Which, Nobody watch this. <laughs> so when she beat good. when she beat him to death, supposedly to death. Yes. And which, which, by the way, I I already knew did not happen. I this the yeah. everything's so transparent with yeah, this well, idiot. You'll get to rage on that for a yes. second, but I just have to leave you with one more little nugget. Go ahead, Cicely Tyson. That is Cicely that Tyson. Is yeah, Cicely Tyson was actually brilliant. She was. She's in it yeah. for like seven and a half seconds. Yeah. And she was very good. She was in it. brilliant. Unfortunately. So I gave you two gifts. Yeah. One, three actually. One was the baseball bat. Number two was the exact same feeling that I felt watching Midsummer. You know so, how I felt now. So, and number and number so, three so, was giving you Cicely Tyson again so, in a film. So not worth it. And that takes us to your open rage, which uh It's time to rage. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. So my open rage this week is Tyler Perry. <laughs> how, how, how does this guy have a career? Let's just look at the film that I just watched, A Fall from Grace. Because if I was to sit there and rage about his entire career, it would take me seven and a half days, and we just don't have the time. <laughs> Here's an abbreviated list of the problems I had with this movie. First, it was just poorly shot. What is he, like, using a 10-year-old walk-around phone to film it? It looked awful. Awful. He cannot set up a shot. 
There are shadows everywhere and he uses completely unnatural light. Nothing looks, it's just, are we, it, we're in a constant dream sequence with this guy. Everything is blue. Did you notice everything was blue? Just like our feelings as we watch the movie. I literally mean the color blue. <laughs> Every shot has this weird blue tinge to it. Yeah. He uses lazy voiceovers to move his story ahead. From the first time we were introduced to the two characters, for to two of the characters, I knew they were the ones responsible for this. There was no hiding it, and I knew what their relationship was. It's because Felice Rashad's such a good actor. Yeah, that must be what it is. <laughs> and what's with his obsession with showing every dude shirtless? This is an ongoing thing in all his movies. Yeah, well, if if I had Tyler Perry's body, no, like, he's not showing himself. He's got shirtless. a twelve pack. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a twelve pack. pack. So, anyways. Uh, his protagonist is an idiot. Would mm -hmm. you not agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How am I supposed to believe that this person with no ambition became a lawyer? She is the laziest lawyer ever. <laughs> and the worst lawyer oh, ever. Oh, my goodness gracious. Actually, I kind of thought that was funny. <laughs> well, I don't think it was meant to be funny, though. <laughs> and unfortunately, I didn't even find... I was just annoyed by the whole proceeding. <laughs> so then we get to the court scene where Grace, who's our defendant has her hair all over the place like she's homeless. Would her lawyer not have made sure that she looks presentable at a murder trial and not like a crazy person? Well, maybe that's what she was. She thought she was going to lose, so she was thinking maybe I'll oh treat her God. like she's crazy. No, that's not how it happens in real... <laughs> the, 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 every person that goes to trial, they, they put them in a suit, they comb their hair, but not in a Tyler Perry movie. They actually no. look like a crazy person. Okay, and then it got just ridiculous. So we got to a montage of witness after witness taking the stand. Who are these people? Who knows? It's a surprise. And then at some, at some point, someone said this, and it just blew me away. It's some of his awesome dialogue, which we'll get into a little more of it in a second. Somebody said, 45 witnesses said she did it. Who the hell are these 45 witnesses? And how the hell would they know that she did it? Yeah, I didn't it's know. It's all it's all ridiculous. None of these witnesses saw anything. Nobody saw nothing. Exactly. They literally said except 45 for, witnesses. Except for her turncoat friend. Uh, so the dialogue that was in the, too busy eating jello. As we've established, <laughs> the dialogue in this movie's awful. Just like every TP movie <laughs> I have seen. Here's just one example. At one point, Grace says, I'm educated and smart. What? <laughs> it's all so ridiculous. And then we get towards the end of the movie where ri the ridiculousness gets turned up to an to unfathomable, an yeah, to an unfathomable height without totally totally spoiling the end or maybe well, I will. Spoil the yeah, end. who cares? Do none of these elderly folks have families? No. And does no one notice the fact that no one's picking up the mail? No one. Yeah. At one point early on in the movie, we actually see a mailbox overflowing yeah. with mail. This is not something that someone at some point would notice and maybe look into. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. It's, that, that it's, one just, is, it's just so ridiculous. That was the one where, to me, it was kind of like, uh, okay, so let me get this straight. You're kidnapping all these old people and cashing their checks. Yeah. And you're keeping them in your basement locked yeah, but up. But apparently like, all you're doing is pulling the checks and leaving the rest of the mail. Yeah, but, but then you're thinking to yourself, okay, do they really need to be alive for this? Uh, well, that's the whole thing. And apparently you got no problem with killing folks. So. Yeah, well, and you, to your point, yeah. I'm not sure if my granny was like missing for like I'd probably be concerned. Years. I'd probably wonder where she was. And then yeah. you find out from the bank that they're cashing the checks. So once again, why does this man have a career? And even more puzzling... Why are people going to see his movies? I don't get it. I don't know. Rage. That was a great rage. And I felt every ounce of that rage as I was watching that movie. And you know, do you remember what I said to you when you got mad at me for making you watch this? I don't actually. What did you say? This is great copy. Yeah, that's exactly what she said, and I suppose it is, because I am pissed off. I love it. I wanted to dial you up, buddy. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. All right, Jim, it's time for your rage while I try to settle down. Here. All right. Well, maybe this will um, kind of stir up a bit. This, this may not even be a thing for you. So obviously, you know, I hate period pieces at the best of times. I am aware of this. 
And unless it's done with a reason and that it's good, I am not going to like the movie. It's going to start off with a rage and it's probably never going to get above a simmering rage. I've at noticed all. that. Yeah. So, um, my big one for me this week, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but when you watch a movie, and I often used to see it a lot in British films where they were pretending they were German. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and so to me, if you think about it, as we're talking here in English, we don't notice that we have an accent. We're just speaking English. So if you're supposed to be a German and they're not they're not speaking German with, you know, subtitles that are in English so we could understand it. They're all talking in a German accent and badly I might add. <laughs> so I don't I don't understand why this happens. And it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. It's like and then they'll pretend that it's like um we've oh, got the ways of making you talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do have ways of making us talk. It I literally makes nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> yeah, but that, see, they got it. It was for comedic. It was for comedic uh, presentation. Hogan's Heroes was the epitome of it. It was absolutely. It was pretty, but that's not even it. I mean, they were actually speaking English with a German accent, which makes perfect sense. Yes. But for you to for you to make a movie, a whole movie where you've got okay, now we're speaking English. And then you've got, oh, now we're speaking German, but we're actually speaking English. So that, you know, but, but because we're speaking German, we have this German accent. No, you don't have a German accent. No, you don't. You've got, like, you should be perfectly clear that we're all speaking English because, guess what? That's what we speak is English. We don't speak German, and we don't have a German accent. If you're pretending you're German... Like, here's a perfectly good example. Now, I know... Well, no, I'm not going to give you a perfect example of that. I, I think we've all seen enough movies about this to we've know. We've seen it many times. But here's... here's I, I almost... Okay, and you know that, the, in my opinion, this is still the, the last good movie that Quentin Tarantino made. Isn't Glorious Bastards. Whatever. And, and he did it perfect. Because guess what he did? He made a huge Hollywood blockbuster film and had, like... Five languages in it. Yes, he and, did. And used subtitles, which is the way it what should a, be done. What a novel. Like, and he actually cast Germans. He did indeed. He cast Germans. He crashed French. He cast... <laughs> like, brings me back to the fact that why why aren't we using subtitles more? Why do, why do we think that the, the uh, movie going public so dumb that they just can't put up a subtitle? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, well, and it's proven that obviously if Quentin Tarantino can do it and people will go see his movies. Absolutely. Millions and millions and millions of people shekeled out some, some hard-earned cash to see yeah. that movie. But, you know, back to the, our point earlier in the podcast about um, Bad Boys for Life. Right? Bad Boys for Life. What, it, well, are there's, we talking about this again? What? Huh? Joe Public USA apparently uh. has problems reading reading stuff because maybe they're illiterate. I don't know. All right. And and the other side of it is is they just want to see stuff about you, themselves. You realize about a quarter of our downloads are from the United States. Yeah. Well, you can't help that. <laughs> we don't. I don't we, know that we should be insulting Joe Public USA. Why not? All right, well, we just did. Yeah, what did I mean? You don't know us. Well, the, I'm sure the people that are listening to our podcast can understand. If Fair they're enough. from the, if they, they're they from the U.S. Of, they should be of like mind, I would hope. Well, we would hope that they understand. That, Otherwise, look, why are you listening? Exactly. What Everybody that, uh, just because you live in a certain country doesn't mean that you love everything about the film and made in that country. I mean, we could talk for hours about how many crappy Canadian films that have been made. Yeah, yeah, we could. Like for hours and hours, hours and hours. hours. It's getting yeah. better, though. Yeah, no, there's, there's some good stuff coming out. But, I mean, yeah, so to summate my rage this week, if you're going to make a movie and you're going to be in a country speaking that language and you, and you can't cast actual real actors that speak that language... Yep. Then just speak English. Either just speak English or do something. Or do something real. Yeah. Uh, so that I mean that also goes from you know. Don't don't a, go halfway. The, I know this this doesn't necessarily bleed over to it because this may be another rage I have c coming up. But um, when you think of 
Got casting. some rages in the chamber. Oh god, I got so many rages in my my bullet chamber. It's not funny. But okay, so when you cast a person of Korean heritage as a Japanese or a Chinese person, or even back like in when um, Bruce Lee was cast as uh, um, uh, Native American, this makes no sense to me. There's so many great actors all over the world. Yeah. That. Like, no, you don't need to do it. No need to stick that round no. peg in the square hole or, when, you, when you've got a square peg that'll go into the square hole. How, how, <laughs> about, how about using the actors? Okay, here's an... And just to end on this note. Yep. But um, there's been a few movies of late, uh, specifically, which I found really funny. And I know I'm going to talk about TV a little bit, but it's because we've got um, The Matrix coming out. Uh, so the Wachowskis... Are, are coming back in and they were off doing Sense8 on Netflix for a while and what really bothered me about it is that both of them are transgender Yep. and they cast uh, someone who isn't transgender as the key, key role in a transgender uh, film there's some great transgender actors out there put them in the movie how about that yep. I don't get it I don't get it either <sighs> Feel the rage. Feel the rage. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, we're going to talk about something we've been pushing Bryce for, for, I don't know, it seems like forever. And that was, shit or get off the pot. Is Taka Waititi on the Undoubted or is he not on the Undoubted? Okay, let's go over it really quick. Uh, I'm not sure that he's got enough of a uh, foundation to be on it because I don't know that I've seen eight of his movies. Okay, and, we're I, and, keeping I'm not, mind. and I'm not convinced that you have. So, real I, quick, I've got, seen them all. So you've seen them all, even the ones where he was like Taka Cohen. Uh, what's that from? That's what he went by before he became Wati. Was which, it is, which is actually his name. Before Eagle vs. Shark? Before Eagle vs. Shark. Then no, I haven't. So there you go. So, but we can so, count. No, no. So let's do it. 2007, Eagle vs. Shark. Director, yep. writer, actor. Yep. Absolute Mondo. Yep. 2010, Boy. Yep. Director, writer, Mondo. actor. Absolute Mondo. Yep. 2011, Green Lantern. Actor. Mm, meh. Still a meh. It's still a meh. Uh, what we do in the shadows, 2014, co-director, co-writer, actor, absolute Mondo. Mondo. Yep. Uh, hunt for the wilder people, director, writer, actor, absolute Mondo. Mondo. Yep. Thor Ragnarok, director, voice actor. Oh, Mondo. no, no, he directed it. He directed it. He directed so yeah, it nope. that's so that also a Mondo. That's a Mondo. That's fine. Seven Jojo stages Rabbit. to achieve eternal bliss by passing through the gateway chosen by the Holy Storch. I haven't seen it. So I've never heard of it. Have Can't you say, seen it? No. Okay, but we have to have eight movies that we've Jojo seen. Jojo Rabbit. So just a second. So Avengers Endgame, voice actor. So that doesn't count, which we're going to go yeah, over here Yeah, we're going to go quick. in a minute, yeah. And Jojo Rabbit, director, writer, actor. Wasn't that eight? I'm pretty sure it's Absolute eight. Absolute Mondo. Is it? Well, let's go. Eagle vs. Shark, one. Boy, two. Green Lantern, three. What We Do in the Shadows, four. Hunt for the Wilder People, five. Thor Ragnarok, six. We haven't seen seven stages, so we can't say Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit seven. Yeah, we but need... he did. The, he acted and what? directed in a couple of them. D d you don't get double duty. Why would you not get double duty? So you're saying you're... he's been in like fifteen? Then no, you don't get oh, no. So, so you're saying we have to hold off until we see one we more need of to his see movies? One more, and don't get me wrong. It's undoubted that he's going to be undoubted. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I just can't put so him on the list. So what movie do we have to see? I don't even yeah. know where to see it. I tried to get that it so that I, I wanted to put him on the undoubted list. What is it? It's called Seven Stages to Achieve Eternal Bliss by Passing Through the Gateway Chosen by the Holy Storch. Where is this? I don't even see it. From oh, I put it in the director. 2018. Is he, is he acting in it? He's just acting in it, but he's one of the lead actors from what I understand. Okay, where is it? Seven so, Stages oh, to Achieve. Uh, he is in one this year. Um, is that the Ryan Reynolds one? Yes, I he's think in, so. He's in that uh, ordinary, what is it, uh, something uh, guy. Uh, oh, yeah, we haven't seen it yet. One that comes out this year. Seven uh. stages to achieve eternal bliss by passing through the gateway chosen by the Holy Storch. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. that. Taco was in right. it. I know. Sam Huntington, Rhea. It, it looks Where like was it, this? It looks like it'd probably be good, but I can't find it anywhere. 
apparently exists. I really want to see it. Great Maybe it was it just video. in New Zealand, or I don't know. Maybe. You know, I would think with him associated with it, it would get some sort of release. But that's the first know. thing that he that's... hasn't really directed, other than the uh, the uh, Marvel stuff. Yeah. Everything else, he's director, actor, or a director, writer, actor in like everything. Yeah. So, anyways, I need one more movie, and then he's on. Seven stages. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's t- do you no, type in later? It's not in there. It's anyway. Not. All right. Well, we, we've got a hold. Taka's on hold until we get one That's more right. movie, uh, which uh, if he's coming out, is he's in that one with... Um, with Ryan Reynolds. This the, one that, the one that you were really wanting to see, right, Yes. Mer? All right. He may be a Matt in it, but it'll... That still qualifies. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, we got. We still got uh, one more thing, well, and this dude. is a quick one because we're running out of time. We've been yeah, like using over. up time like nothing. Yeah, we're over. Uh, Bryce, we had a super fan ask a question on oh, social right. media. Give us five or ten of your favorite walking around movies. That I'll you roll love. through them really quick. Uh, so yeah, so walking around movies. Uh, my first one's red, white, and blue from 2010. It has a couple of walking sequences that are just awesome. Number two, stand by me, 1986, of course. Uh, number three, wild 2014 Reese Witherspoon's best movie, uh, has her hiking a hundred miles through the wilderness and attempt to deal with some personal tragedy. Really good movie. Number four slacker, uh, from 1990, Richard Linklater's one shot masterpiece. Um, Number five, I'm just going to lump them all together. Uh, the Before Trilogy with Linklater, Sunrise, Midnight, Sunset, uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, Walking and Talking, really good movies. Uh, Arctic, number six, hmm. uh, 2018. Uh, kind of came out here 2019. Yeah, it yeah. Was, I think it was one of my honorable mentions, uh, mentions from last year. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Walking Across yeah, the Arctic. He was, he was, and he was so good in it. This one I don't think you liked, but I loved. Number seven, The American from 2010. Ugh. George Clooney walking around a small town in Italy. Ugh. This is how, no, watch this movie. This is how you shoot no. walking scenes. This is how you shoot walking scenes. Number eight, The Way Back from 2010. Stars yep. Ed Harris, Jim Sturgis, Colin Farrell traveling 4,000 miles on foot from Siberia to India. That's a lot of walking. There's so much walking. There was so much walking. It's so good. Uh, number nine, uh, just sn- snuck onto my list because I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, you know what? I really like that movie. Uh, a Walk in the Woods from 2015. Robert Redford and Nick Nolte uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really good. And... Number 10, but uh, it's probably actually maybe my favorite movie on the list, uh, is Tracks uh, from 2013. If you get a chance to see it, awesome. Uh, Mia Wasikowska, I always mess up her name, but I think that's close. Uh, Walks 1,700 miles across the deserts oh, of Western yeah. Australia. Yeah, that was a Just good a track. Just a fantastic movie. That was a movie. good track. And I'm going to add one that you didn't see, yes. but I know you're going to love it. Is All right. Uh, the World Before Your Feet, which is a doc. Doc, yeah, you're telling which me Which you've got to see. It's a walking movie. He walks all across New York. All so, right. I mean, it's a, a walking movie I actually liked. Yeah, Murray, Murray actually liked a walking movie. The Merman liked it. I, I am on I don't board. like documentaries or walking. There you go. <laughs> so, I, like, I like this. So there are many more, but those are the ones that came to mind immediately. I got this on a little bit of short notice. Um, but I'm sure I've missed some really good ones, but man, those 10 are they're pretty stellar. All right, the Merman Minute. All right, I'm up, I guess. I make it quick because we're way over here. Ah, whatever. All right. Whatever. Uh, number one on my agenda is my my cohort's favorite, the awards wrap-up. It's a SAG Awards. So I'm just going to – one brief thing. Boom. Basically, the winners, uh, Phoenix Zellweger, Lemon Face herself. Yeah, Lemon Face. And Brad Pitt and Laura Dern, which means they're probably Freaking all, all, all going to win Pitt. the Oscars this year for them. No. And then Best Picture or the PGA, uh, PGA, PGA Pro Golf Producers, <laughs> Producers Guild. It's still uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was 1917. Oh, well, I'm happy about that. There you yeah, go. Whatever. Fair okay, enough. number two. Even though I broke the rules, because you know I'm a rule breaker. You are. You do. When it goes comes to streaming, I don't have Netflix or Disney or Shutter or any of those other ones. What I do have you don't is say. I do have two HBO channels and four Craves, and I can't find anything to watch on any of them, which is sad. <laughs> but I did actually pick up an interesting series. It is called The Outsider. That's it's not a movie. On, no, I no, know. No, it's not. Too damn bad. <laughs> it is uh, based on a novel by Stephen King, who does do movies. Mostly bad. Ben Mendel- uh, Mendelsohn, who is in a lot of uh, bad guy in a lot of movies, Rogue One, Captain Marvel, Ready Player One. 
Uh, basically, uh, it was directed by Jason Bateman. He also was in it. He plays an accused child killer who is like a baseball coach. He's so adorable. Hits. He goes adorable, not in this. <laughs> no. But I've, it's only been a few episodes so far, but it's uh, not what I thought it would be. It's definitely got a lot of... Uh, yeah, I've seen some promotional... His best anyway. movie looks, by far. Good. Bad and, Words. Yeah, it's got like a 9 out of 10 oh, on IMDb. So good. So, so good. Bad Words was that, good. That kid in it too, man. It's brilliant. All right. And my final thing was a personal note uh, this weekend. There were two events put on by our friends at the Globe. Uh, one was a Jay and Silent Bob reboot with Kevin Smith actually in town for, which I couldn't get a ticket for. Hmm. And the other one, the night uh, next night uh, after that, was Kevin Smith's and my favorite Canadian teen drama, Degrassi. Degrassi Jr. Hi! Exactly. Uh, basically, it's called Degrassi Schools Out. It was the movie they made at the end of the series, the original cast. Aww. And yeah, the kids of the grassy street. All you graduated, must have been very disappointed. Spending their summer together before heading off in separate directions. There's like love, intrigue. There's infidelity. There's all drinking. All the important things. Of and a... it comes to a head at the very end. Very dramatic. Just what the whole series is all about. You're in your glory. That's right. And the two stars of it were in town. I saw you. Oh, I got a picture. to meet yeah. Pat Mastroni and Stacey Mississon. Hopefully I said them right. And they could not be nicer. I basically grew up with them because they're the same age as me. And it was a fun night. I enjoyed it. That anyway, sounds That is awesome. all I got. Right well, we're going to end quick here with uh, our RMM. And uh, we're going to blast through these. All right, Merman's got to get his stuff together. Find the damn list now. Yeah, it's our longest podcast. Uh, we had it's so much. It was packed full of fun kit number all seven. All right, here we go. Rage Mondo Meh. We got Viola Davis. Mondo. Mondo. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. Mondo. Mondo. Uh, I'm a rage on that one. <laughs> what? Uh, Woody Allen. Uh, he's a Mondo for me. I, even his last five are terrible. He's he's got a plethora of. He's Mondo. just man now because I can't no. I can't get up for a, a Woody Allen movie anymore. It's just yeah maybe. Meh. All right, then we got uh, Michael Ironside. Mondo. Meh. And the last one, I have no idea. It's Panos Cosmatos. Oh, that's a Mondo. Director Beyond. of oh, Mandy Mondo. and Beyond the Black. Yes, yes Mondo. Mondo. All right. And then I've got the Fonda uh, family. I've got Peter Fonda. Mondo. Meh. And Jane Fonda. Meh. Meh. And their dad, Henry Fonda. Mondo. Mondo. And the, the daughter, Bridget Fonda. I'm going Mondo. I'm going to go Mondo, too. And the last one is recently uh, deceased, Terry Jones. Oh, Mondo. Meh. Love Terry Jones. All right. And finally, we got Selena Gomez. Rage. Mm, rage, yeah. Tyler Perry. Rage. Nick Nolte. Meh. Meh. And this one I can't even pronounce. Maya Wasikowski. Yeah, Mia Was- Wasikowski. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ma- I'm mondoing her. Okay. And the last one is Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, Mondo. Mondo. Already. Totally. That's all we got. There. Great choice. Well, Mur uh, and Bryce, thanks. This is a fun uh, episode. Uh, we want to still thank our buddy uh, Jeff from Alchemy Studios uh, for supporting us and uh, getting us to get to where we are today. And um, to all the ragers out there, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this this week's episode. Look forward to uh, checking us out next week, where we are going to talk about the gentleman and the turning. Yes, very, we will. Very excited. So, uh, thanks for uh, showing up and uh, rage on. Rage, rage on. on.